This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Hello and welcome to Weenly's podcast where we'll be eating Maltesers, the best of the week and sometimes the worst. It's the end of days, isn't it? It's the end of days, I think, Leslie. The end of what? Days. Days, what's that meant? It's the end of days. End of days? It's the end of days. Explain yourself. Well, I think it's the end of days. Oh. Because computers are turning against us. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying it's the end of days. Ah. Because there was um, the uh, Koreans hacked into Sony and revealed that someone had said something rude about Angelina Jolie. And now Amazon has um, uh, allowed loads of goods to be bought for a penny each. Yeah, I read about that. Did you buy... Yeah, any- I see did- what you're saying. I- yeah, I read about that. Did you buy anything for a penny, Leslie? Oh, not lately. Very difficult. Well, not if you're on Amazon on Friday night between <laughs> 7 and 8 o'clock. <laughs> well, I won't. <laughs> oh, look, this poor woman, Judith Blackford, has got a children's clothing firm called Kiddie Mania. Yeah. She lost £20,000. Oh, no. I mean, shouldn't um, Amazon... Um, um, cough up the, the money that she's lost. You would hope so. Yeah, because it wouldn't be, wouldn't it be Amazon's fault? Meboob Rasul, that's Meboob Rasul of Cloud Seller, said 400 of its mattresses were snapped up for a penny each. Well, the, per, the, the people who snapped up those um, mattresses, I mean, oh. they... They're laughing all the way, don't they? Mr Patel suffered £100,000 worth of losses from shoppers buying toothbrushes. Flipping heck! How many toothbrushes did he shift? (laughs) Well, quite a lot. Anyway, Leslie, it's so lovely to talk to you. What would you like to say? Yeah, um... Someone told me, I don't know whether it's true or not, because it's, it's, it's driving me um, um, a bit crazy. Um, bumps in the roads. What? Bumps in the roads. Road bumps. Road bumps, yeah. Yeah. In Liverpool, they remove all the bumps and all the bus lanes. Oh, right. And what happened? Well, if they remove all the... That's freedom to the drivers in that part of the country. Would well, you think so? Well, d- d- well I don't know. D- did it work? I don't know. Ah! I've just been told you can investigate it because the last time, the last time I took my car for MOT, it cost me four hundred quid. I um, we your your an MOT costs four hundred quid. Yeah, because of the bombs and potholes. The what? The what? Bombs and potholes. Right, but we don't know if it's made the situation any better in Liverpool. Well, it would because. Articles fork out four hundred pounds on my car. You have to do what? Fork out four hundred quid on my car. He said fork out. Stand down. Stand down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, because I have to replace two front spring. Oh man. I've which take... caused by which caused by neither pothole or bumps. I've got to take my car to the garage today. 
and a tyre. It costs so far Hello? four tyres are to replace. Leslie, can you do me a favour? Yeah. We've had a great idea for, uh-huh. uh, for little jingles for the show where we get... You know, we're, we're having a reggae Christmas on this show because of you. And um, we are, I, I want to get all of the presenters at BBC Three Counties Radio to say, hello, my name is uh, Roberta and I wish you a, a, a very reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year, right? <clears throat> but I don't know what Roberta or Nick Coffer look like. So would you do me a favour, Leslie? Yeah, go ahead. Would you say, hello, my name's Roberta from the afternoon show on Three Counties Radio and I wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. Good evening. My name is Roberta from the afternoon show, and I wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year to everyone. Why did you say good evening? Because he comes on in the afternoon. Evening. Yeah. Why would you not say good afternoon then, or good morning? Oh well, I can say good morning. Don't whatever. worry. That's perfect. Thank you. Morning. Travel. Go. Let's. Calls and queues back from Junction 15A for the Northampton services at the moment. It's also a lane closed and very slow southbound through that stretch as well. Oh On the train, dear, oh dear, oh dear. there's any problems at the no, moment. No, 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 Samantha no, Breath, no. BBC Three Counties no. Radio. No, I'm not taking that, Samantha. No? No, I'm not having that one. What was that in the middle? In the middle? Yeah, it was the a big M1. one. No, 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 no. There was a big swallow. Well, I have a sore throat today. I'm sorry. Have you got, like, honey? Have you got medicine with you? No. Oy. Can you oh. send some? Catherine, what do we do? I mean, we can't... Let's just not put um, BBC stand. I mean, Talk Sport might accept that kind of... Yeah, I mean, we allow one gulp per season, don't we? Yeah, that's that's per that's season. that's your gulp, I'm afraid. Ah. So let's, fingers crossed, you don't get any more, Sammy. OK. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening. Unbelievable. I think Ian is the silly man. Opening the doors on the biggest advent calendar in Gone's Hearts and Bucks. Let's see who's going to be. Door number 17. Hello, I'm Paul Scoynes, the political... (laughs) 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 Wow. (laughs) David Breaver's going to be furious. Scoynes is... Just further up the chart. That's what this is, isn't it? He doesn't have Christmas. <laughs> oh, play again. Oh, that's made me laugh so much. I wasn't expecting Squint to get such a prime time. The thing is, barely in. <laughs> the thing is, all of it, we're laughing at this, but all of the presenters here, me included, we're counting where we are. If I'm not, if I'm not Christmas Eve, I'm going to be really upset, and I'm sure JVS is feeling the same vibe. It is the chart, isn't it? It's like the, the chart the presents. So what is Paul Scoynes doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can go the whole way through. <laughs> go on. And what's sad is, what's really sad is, we are never ever. We are never, ever going to get the pleasure of hearing um, him saying, hello, I'm Paul Scoynes, for the first time again in this advent calendar. We've had that now. That surprise is gone. Let's see what what his favourite Christmas memory was. It better be this year with his daughter. Opening the doors on the biggest advent calendar in beds, hearts and bucks. Let's see who's behind door number 17. Hello, I'm Paul Scoynes. I've crashed the computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's still as far as going. 
Is he up? Can we, we phone him up? Him he should be up. He's got a baby. Phone him up. Let's see if we can get him on. Because I want to hear this live. <laughs> have you got his number there? Of course I have. Scoins, if you're up, just give us a call. Speed dial seven. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend you've got a story about like a local council building a wall or something. That'll Maybe make that you is what quickly. his favourite Christmas is. <laughs> My favourite... Hello. <laughs> I'm Paul Scoynes, the political reporter of BBC Three Counties. My favourite uh, Christmas was when I went to a council meeting. They talked about putting a wall up. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, play again. Let's try to be sensible. Oh, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be so sick. Right, hang on a second. Oh, this is the best start to any show ever, right? <laughs> this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's stopped. It's stopped. You get the jingle, didn't you? Oh, God. Right, here we go. I, OK, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right, this is it. Opening uh, the doors on the biggest <laughs> advent calendar in beds, hunts and books. <laughs> That's Scoins laughing. Who's behind door number 17? Here we go. As if we didn't Hello, know. I'm Paul Scoins, a political <laughs> reporter. Hello, Paul. I suppose my favourite Christmas memory is back from the early 80s when I was a few years old. And uh, one of those Christmases where it used to snow. We'd been given sledges, Never. my brother and I, for Christmas, and uh, we went to Campbell Park in Milton Keynes. Why is he doing it in a voice full of mystery and wonder? <laughs> it was, it was, and he wasn't he really it. young in the early 80s. He was about 40, wasn't he? Yeah. We spent the mornings going up and down, and it was just a lovely morning spent with our brand-new sledges. He's doing it like he's reading Narnia. Was that it? That was the worst story ever! <laughs> My favourite Christmas was when I had some fun with my brother. What did you do with your sledge? We went up and down. <laughs> <laughs> no one got taken out, no one ended up in A&E. That's not a Christmas story. <laughs> Opening the doors on the biggest advent calendar in beds, hearts and bucks. <laughs> do you think we can get the outtakes of that? Number 17. <laughs> we should try, shouldn't we? Hello, I'm Paul Hello, Paul. Hello. the political reporter. Hello, Paul. I suppose my favourite Christmas. He supposes he's not sure. In the early eighties, when I was a few years old, and uh, it was one of those Christmases where it used to snow. We'd been given sledges, my brother and I. Still does sometimes snow. And, uh, we went to Campbell Park in Milton Keynes oh, yes, and Paul. spent the mornings going up and down. Yeah. And it was just a lovely morning spent with our brand new sledges. Building. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, 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 I can't even start the show now. Well, do you think Paul's coins were a fibber? We do. Later we'll have the ads. Really? We're the BBC. We can't, we can't endorse this um, bullshine. Bless you. I have Texas if you want. Well, I, I'm doing the menu, mate. Oh, go on then. It's not the natural order of things. It's the, this so? Is, this is the menu. I yeah. do the Texas after. OK. Why are you so uh, constrained? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm... By I'm, form. I mean, that's what everyone uh, else what, does. Uh, what? It's, it's uh, 7.05. You're listening to BBC Three Counties Radio. Why are you doing this? What? Why are you doing this? I'm doing a time check. You're going to give out the uh, phone number now? Yeah, 0845 555 Someone wants to text you. 81333, start your text 3CR. See what's happening now. People are ringing. Exactly. Coming up, haircuts, ants and avocados. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Loads of... Uh, if you want to see the, the picture we're talking about, a young lad who's uh, had his hair cut in his school. Well, there's a bit of argy-bargy between the school and between the parents. The school put the kid into seclusion. 
Um, and then, the, but he keeps turning up at the school with the haircut, and then the dad keeps pulling him out, keeps whipping him out. So I kind of think the more I think about this, the more I think. Well, the parents, yeah, it, it, OK, maybe the rule is a little bit harsh, but it's the rule, and the dad knows the rule, and he keeps going against it. It's refreshing the short back and sides. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. We'll go to the Facebook comments in a little bit and have uh, a look. Uh, I'm just being told we've got breaking news. Kelly yes, Betts? Um, from Ivan in Buckinghamshire. Yes. It snowed in 1981. So Paul's going to be four, so how old would his brother be? Not sledgeworthy. No. We need to speak to Scoins. We, we need to get him on. We need to speak to the horse's mouth. Mm. He's not... He's... He's not on his phone. I'm just going to sneeze. You've gone all emotional. I'm all right. What have you got for us, <laughs> text-wise? I'll try, but... Well, you bang on a minute. You were banging avoided. on that we had text, and now... but then the sneeze started to come. Maffin Hanslope. Since when did having short hair limit your learning capacity? The school's out of order. Anything else? Yes. Um, Liam in Bletchley is an avocado brother. I usually mm. have porridge with sliced banana for breakfast, oh, wow. but I might try avocado as an alternative to banana. Never thought of that before. I knew there was something worthwhile about your programme. Thank you very much indeed. It shows um, Justin Dealey for the Neanderthal that he is. Anything else? I mean, I, I, sorry, you said you had Texas, and then I'm having to pull them out of you like I'm extracting teeth. I think that'll do. Do I think you? have had enough. I don't think it will do. I'd like another one. I think you've had enough. I would like another one. No. Give me one more. No, I think... I demand to have another one. I think it's time you moved on. You can't stop me. If I want another one, I'll come round there and get one myself. It's for your own good, Ian. Oh, I'm going to come and get one. I'm climbing over there. I'm going to get one myself. I'll come and get one. Bottle yeah, door. Barricade is. the door, because there aren't any more texts and I don't want to tell him. OK. No! <laughs> I train in the gym. I am stronger than you. Get into your studio. You do the next interview. Stop this. Get the text screen up. I don't know how to work it. Get the text up. Ian, I don't know how to tell you this. Here's, okay. You've had them both. Oh. There aren't any more. Oh, no. There's one... No. There's one three double three if you want to quickly send in a text. There's one from Steve. Milton Keynes. You're not allowed to make them up anymore. Ian, I think you're ace. No, that's not. Catherine... It is an idiot. Oh. Thank you, Steve. I agree. Good, good text, Steve. Only two texts. Try and save him from this stuff. He's actually getting stronger. He is getting stronger. We're going to have to do something about this. the workouts that he's done. <sighs> what can we do? <sighs> we need to get a heavier door. <sighs> yeah. Bigger chair. Here's Peter in warmer green. We don't wish anybody a Merry Christmas, do we, Peter? Yes, we do. No, we, no, we don't, Peter. I want you to wish Merry Christmas to no. all the prison staff because not, they put their it. lives on the line every single day. I won't do it, Peter. Well, why not? I don't wish people a Merry Christmas. <laughs> what are we wishing, Peter? Come on, you know. You know the words. I know, I know what he says, but uh, that's not my Whoa. time of Christmas. That's Come on, Peter! Everybody, Everybody, let's go! We wish you a reggae Christmas. <laughs> We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. This is JVS. This is my normal voice when I don't speak posh. I want to wish you, Ian, and all your listeners a very reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. Wagwan. That's that's, um, JVS saying Wagwan. You don't sound a bit like Bing Crosby whatsoever. I do a bit there, don't I? No, not too bad, not too bad. Now, if you sing White Christmas to me, that may be a bit better. If I sang a White Christmas to you, Peter, what would you do for me? 
Well, no, one thing wicked Christmas, that's for sure. Well, in that case, I've I'm... always sent, I've always sent you, sent you a photograph of me in a cod. In a what? In a cod. In a cod. In a cod. A cod. A cod. Uh, well, if you like, in a cod. Oh, I tell you what, I've lost um, Nick Coffer's Christmas message that we recorded yesterday. Um, I tell you what, could, what you could do for us, uh, Peter. What's that? You know, we're getting all of the presenters to record Christmas messages. Yes. Well, I never get to see David Prever. So could you do one for us, Peter, saying, Hello, my name's David Pre- Prever. I do um, something at the weekend, and I wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. Sleepy eyes. No, not at all. Yes, you can. No, I'm Peter? not going down the reggae route. That's for sure. <laughs> Peter, say, Good morning, sleepy eyes. David Prever here, and I wish you a reggae Christmas. No, not at all. Well, then I'm afraid I can't take your call. Baby in a manger, yes. Reggie, no. I can't, I can't take your phone call, then. Well, well, I, that's very, very unfortunate. It is unfortunate for you. Quite a few people enjoy our uh, slight uh, conversations. Really. They are, and they are very slight conversations, yes, aren't they? And I, don't know any, me, I don't know anybody who does enjoy them. I tell, they tell me I introduce common sense quite often. Well, I tell you what, OK, <laughs> all you got to do, Peter... Yeah. I'll tell you what you can do. You say... Morning, Sleepy Eyes. Morning, Sleepy Eyes. My name is David Prever, and I... And, uh, uh, OK, oh, you got to do it. I got it. <laughs> Good morning, Sleepy Eyes. My name is David Prever, and... That all? That's all you got to do. Good morning, Sleepy Eyes. My name is Mr Prever. <laughs> uh, that's all I've got to say. I wish you a reggae Christmas. I you can stop wish now, Peter. Peter! I wish you Peter, a you can Christmas stop. And a happy Peter! I thought you weren't going to do it. That was great. I wish uh, you Peter. a reggae Christmas. I wish you Peter. a reggae Christmas. Peter! I wish you a reggae Christmas. I can't stop him now, Kath. He won't and stop. Happy New Year. Have you finished now, Peter? The reindeer are getting yes. very excited. They're ready to go. What? The children have got to be good. Sorry? What's he doing? Prancer, we can't keep Prancer still because Prancer's really excited. What on earth are you talking I about? I wish you a Flippin reggae egg. Christmas. I wish you a I reggae Christmas. I cannot shut him up. Then. I Peter. wish you a reggae Christmas. Peter. And a happy Peter. new year. Peter. I like Ian Lee's programme. I know you do, mate, but just please, can we get to the point of the phone call, Peter? What did you want to say? I would like you to to congratulate the staff of prisons and wish them a happy Christmas because they put their lives on the line every single day. Well, I'm supposed to be impartial here at the BBC. Well, that's that's impartial. I, I don't know how we congratulate them for risking their lives every single day. They shouldn't be risking their lives, should they? Well, prison staff do, actually. They do every time they go in because they, you've got to remember they also get mentally ill people in there as well. Yeah. So, uh, but that, that, the, 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 the problem is, isn't it, is that the prison system in this country is uh, underfunded and fundamentally flawed. They shouldn't be putting mentally ill people in prisons. It's bulging at the seams, actually. And there is a shortage of staff, so, of course, they're at more risk. So oh, that needs sorting out, doesn't it? Well, absolutely, because every, nearly everywhere that you, you look, they're talking about shortage of staff, and uh, I, uh, people have been let go, and then they don't replace. So that's half the half the problem. Trying to save money. Peter, thank you for our slight conversation. Have a reggae Christmas. And same to you. Ta ta. Was the last bit a clip? I get confused with what was real life. I don't think Peter's even phoned in for like a month. <laughs> it's all it's all virtual, Peter, version two point one. 
Let's hear from Robo Dealey. I've got to say, Justin, round of applause to you. Spontaneous, you. picking Thank up. You. Because, uh, I, for those who don't know, one of the screens I have here is a thing... What do they call this screen here? Is that a cart wall? Cart wall, yes. OK, and it's basically... It's one, two, three, four, five, six... Times one, two, three, four, five, six by six is what? 36. Yep. 36 boxes, and they've each got little clips on. For example... Uh, this, this is why school is wrong. I'm not up. gay. Yeah. So they've got those things on, right? And they're different categories. So I've got a Justin Dealey one, I've got uh, Dave in Luton, I've got Kath, I've got Sad Songs scoring, stuff like that. Yeah. You're the first person to have an entire cart wall <laughs> full up of ridiculous <laughs> clips. We mate. could make a robo-dealy out of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, should we do a robo-dealy? Hey, boss, you seem to forget I've got lots on you as well. Where are you next Christmas Eve? Mm. Sorry? Mm. What? They'll be coming out. Sorry? Well, if you're not going to be in next Wednesday for Christmas Eve, yeah. we can have uh, a robo-Ian Lee. Yeah, but would your robo-Ian Lee be as, uh, as good as uh, this? Justin, where are you? I'm now in the urinal section. Yeah, but what's that I can hear in the background? I can hear a noise. That, my friends, is the sound of a peacock. OK, but what do you like to eat? Oh, I'm going to give myself oh. a cheesy crumpet. It tastes really cheesy and good. I listened to your show at the weekend and it was about international fascism. I don't do a programme about Adolf Hitler. Are you sure? Are you sure? I look like a plant. I know you do. Is Justin, are you gay? I'm not gay. OK, all right, you say that, but are you, are you stupid? How many days are there in a year, Just? Um, I don't know. You tell me. Sorry? I don't know. Days in a year. Hundred? No. <laughs> and what do you do at the weekend? I oiled up and I, I got naked. Wow. He's really honest, isn't he? Isn't he just? Some would say too honest. <laughs> Some would say... I oiled up and I got naked. I'm not gay. OK. <laughs> Justin. Ian. And back to uh, original Justin. Yes. Now... <laughs> what are you I, ask him I am I am dreading now about Christmas Eve. <laughs> what he's gonna do? It's on. <laughs> Mate, you know, you know when you push me, you get stitched big time. I do know it. I do. Would you like to hear our evidence that Paul coins and tells Porky Pies? Here it is. Morning, Paul. Morning, Ian. Good morning, Paul. How's it going? Very, very well. I believe um, I believe you had a tough night last night, mate. What happened? Hey. Uh, a few a few disturbances with our uh, little girl. Yes, still going through that feeding is, stage. Is, sorry, mate. Is there any chance you could blow your nose? Just I mean that sniffing up of all of that uh, mucus is. Um... I wasn't sniffing. Oh, what were you doing? Okay, no, that's fine. Um, the first lie. Listen, can I play you the very, very top of the... <laughs> can I play you... you are you happy? You, you're an honest man, are you, Paul? I'm an honest man, yes. Yeah. Can I play you the very start of the show this morning? The uh, very, very start of the show, which you missed because you've got a baby. Uh, that's fine, doesn't matter. You can listen on uh, catch-up. But can I just play you the start of the show, Paul? Uh, if you, you, yes, of course. It's your show, Ian. You, you, you know... Thank you, mate. I'm glad you realised that. Have a listen. Open the doors on the biggest advent calendar in God's hearts and books. Let's see who's behind door number 17. Hello, I'm Paul Scoynes, the political... Run! Wow. David Priebus is going to be furious. 
Squids is just further up the chart. That's what this is, isn't it? He does love Christmas. I'll play again. That's made me laugh. That was the start of the show, Paul. Well, that's great. It's a it, great. It's a fun show. It know. went downhill from there. Oh. Well, it, 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 first of all, we were so surprised that you, you peaked as high as 17 on the, uh, the the biggest advent calendar in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. I know, I'm surprised too. You're, you're, one, you're one, be- one better than uh, Mr Priever. Who's a non-mover Who? at 17. <laughs> you're better than Mr Priever, PPIs. Have you been on yet? No, not yet, and I better be Christmas Eve, otherwise I'm walking. Uh. But the thing is, we then, after about 35 minutes of laughing, <laughs> we finally got to play... Your advent calendar clip. And I'd, I'd just like you to, to, to talk us through some of it. Uh, hang on, sorry. Did that not come after the bit? We only played the beginning and then we laughed. So, no. <laughs> oh, okay. We laughed for 35 minutes. We got the story about um, people getting beaten up in prison. And we went with you. So, okay. can you just talk us through some of this? Is that all right, mate? You got a minute? Yeah. yeah OK. Yeah, well, let's let's have a listen to it. Opening the doors on the biggest advent calendar in beds, hearts and bucks. Let's see who's behind door number 17. Hello, I'm Paul Scorins, the political reporter. Oh, hang on a minute. My favourite Christmas memory is back from the early 80s when I was a few years old. Right, how old were you in the early 80s? I would have, well, I mean, anywhere from two till... Where'd you count early? Well, I don't know, it's your story, mate. Well, you know, when I mean, you were getting you... on sledges and going up and down in the park. Yeah, it would have been... Uh, I would have been between two and six. Wow, OK. That's the early 80s. And you, OK, OK, let's you carry on. You probably remember them a bit more. Let's carry on. And uh, it was one of those Christmases where it used to snow. Oh. Uh, I mean, Christmas, a period. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> The lies fall apart. It says... Uh, Scott has tweeted. Yeah. Scoinsy's story is balls, let's say. There was is never... Writing... Well, hang on. Are you defining white Christmas as Christmas on the top? There was never the a Christmas that that's... had enough snow for sledging in the 80s, mate. Well, he lived in London, so, you know, that, that doesn't compute because, obviously, it's colder in Milton Keynes. You just said yourself, Scoins, there wasn't a Christmas that snowed. Uh, well, potentially. I mean, I, I'm uh, guessing but, that's why you're but, me out. Yes, yeah. Mr Scoins. Have you done any research yourself, Ian? Yeah, I have. We've looked up okay. all of the dates and all of the Christmases. Mm, and there the is... last white Christmas, then? Uh, the last white Christmas was three years ago, mate. Uh, uh, in the 80s, go on. There weren't any in the 80s. And there that's... weren't any at all. And Is that no, what you're saying? No, there weren't, Mr Scoins. I put it to you... That you never what went sledging. What about the late 80s? Conti- let's continue. We'd been given sledges, my brother and I. How old's your brother? Is he older or younger than have, you? Why would we have... He's younger. Why would we oh, have... Oh, hang on a second! Uh, I'd like my good, my esteemed colleague, uh, Ms Boyle, to step in at this point and pick up the argument. Catherine? Well, I can't. I've not been listening. Oh. Kelly? Scoring, you said that you were a couple of years old in you the were... 80s when you went sledging. So Is what, your he was a baby? younger... Oh, it just seems really dangerous. Mate, you were two, and he your younger reckless. brother went... How, how much... We were a reckless family. How much, young, how much younger was he? Sledge, he's about three and a half years. Right. <laughs> so what, he's <laughs> still inside sense. your mum at this point, is he? You're he's still inside your dad at this point. <laughs> Early 80s goes up to about 85. He would have been... That's mid-80s. 
about two and a half. Objection. You can Christmas, stay to two and a half. And, uh, we went to Campbell Park in Milton Keynes and spent yes. the morning going up and down. And it was just we a lovely that. morning. Spent it was a lovely break. morning. Mr Scoynes, it, I put it, it to you that, that this... Mr Scoynes, I put it to you that this never happened. Well, it might have been mid-80s. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Mr Scoynes, I put it to you that this never happened on a Christmas or indeed any other day in the mid-80s. No, it did definitely happen. It definitely, it definitely happened. Glenn's, might, on, I mean, I'm, Glenn's on I've the got... line. Good morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Well, I think there was snow. Sorry, Glenn, we've lost you. Oh, it's a shame. Uh, oh, oh. I'm sorry, Scoynes, we've lost you. Here's more evidence about Paul Porky Pie Scoynes. Oh, here we Opening go. the doors on the biggest go, calendar in bed. Who could it be? <laughs> it just really is the highlight of my day. Here we go. Number 17. Now I feel like Christmas. Hello, I'm Paul Scoynes. Hello, I'm Paul Scoynes, the political I'm Paul Scoynes, the I political you <laughs> Christmas memory. Is you won't be able to trust any of my stories about councils after this. And uh, it was one of those Christmases where it used to snow. Well, that's Never 1981 happened. then. Never happened. 1981 when you were two and your brother wasn't born, mate. Oh, OK. Keynes and spent the mornings going up and down. And it was just... A lovely morning spent with our brand new. Thing is, if Terry Duris or someone, a councillor, came on or an MP came on with a story as paper thin as that, flim flam, flim flam, we would tear them apart and Scoynes would be cheering us on. Yet when the table is turned, we should have got Terry Duris on to, to um, question Paul Scoynes about this and, and tear him apart. That would learn him. That would learn you, Scoynes. Scoynes, don't come to us with your flim flam. Hey. Expect to get it past our hey. radar. I've got the Nick Clark Award for best interview. You in 2013, someone has superseded me, but that's because we didn't enter this year. What's the point? We've already got it, but we've already got it. But that's you, ours, that's the banker. That's I've got it, it was mine. You should know, Scoins. Never, I am the master interviewer. You can't get anything past me. I'm a human fact checker, I'm wickedy and obedient. Careful, thank you, Kelly. If you want to put that coffee down, lovely, that's great, and then you can leave the studio. No, everything's fine, thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. That's all right, I just need to quickly... No, I'll tell you what you need to... At the end, Kelly was trying to steal Ian's bag and hide it. Hey, she's my favourite. This week, my mummy read the news. The weather cloudy and mild with a top temperature of 14 degrees Celsius. That's 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sports online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. What's going on? Is it 2012? I'll be down in a minute. What are you doing the bulletin for? Kath? 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 Catherine! Kath? 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 Kath! 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 What? Oh, here she is. 
just uh, sorry, Cass. Just asking. What? We we were just asking. What what were you doing the bulletin for? No, Barry. Oh, okay. And the weather: cloudy and mild, with a top temperature of fourteen degrees Celsius. That's fifty-seven degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah! You rocked that, little man. More! It's not about me, More! guys. It's not about me. It's more! about stories. Encore! 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 More! Do you have a cat's news bin? Yeah, I do. Oh, Shall I have a look? It. Go on, let's have a little look. This is this is really... It's like classic calf. Classic I've, got tar- I've got tar reviews from last night. Let's, beautiful, yeah, let's, yeah, have, let's it. have it. Oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you wanted more. You got more. Would you please welcome back to the stage? It's Catherine Boyle! At 6.31, last night's news. A High Court judge won't make a decision on a waste incinerator in Hatfield until the new year. A government's refused permission for the plant at New Barnfield, even though Hertfordshire County Council wants it. And last night's weather for beds, hearts and bucks, a cloudy and breezy evening. Temperatures overnight dropping to a mild 9 degrees Celsius. That's 48 degrees Fahrenheit. Boo! Less! Less! Less. Boo! Rubbish! I can't give you Oxley, but in half an hour's time I will be unveiling Toby Friedner. Oh, now Justin, yeah. what I need to do now is I need to lower the tone of my voice, slow my voice down because we've gone from something very exciting and very joyous, mm-hmm. and we're moving on to something uh, actually very serious. I've just realised I've gone into my sarcastic voice, so I just need to go back up a bit. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's the tone, and that's the speed. Mm. What have we got now, Just? Well, last week on the programme, um, we got talking about serial killers, uh, because it was, it was my thought that there was a, a serial killer on the loose in Welling Garden City, um, somebody that was, was killing deer there This locally. was because of the, the deer that had been found. You thought it was a serial killer. And yeah. Remind me to tell you about ants later on today, but yes. Yeah, I mean, I went to our carol service last night, and three people said, to me, they came up to me saying, I'm with you on this one. I believe it's a person in Welling Garden City yeah. who's well, killing is, the deer. It's a poacher. Can, can mm. we just say for everyone, all the children that are now terrified that live in mm. Welling Garden City, there's not a serial killer running around. It's Justin no. Dealey's no. own, it's, it's his own theory. We haven't got proof to say if it's a poacher, if it's a person doing this. Either way, what was going it's on there wasn't pleasant. A, it's definitely a person. We, mm. we have mm. proof that it's a person. Yeah. That, be, that's a fact. It could be a chupacabra. Mm. Lots of rumours going around there. Um, so, we got talking about serial killers, and uh, one of your listeners, Scott, phoned in to say, I think it would be fantastic if Dealey was to do a, a serial killer profile. Yeah, so he tweeted. We, yeah, we are going to be doing that feature. Um, you may think to yourself, why does it sound different? I'm not on the streets. I'm actually in a, a new office. The BBC have given me the serial killer office here. Um, I've got the office around me. Everything is there for, for research, and what I need to produce these features. So What, today, can, you see, what can you see in the office? office, Justin, um, I can see a computer, I can see various telephones here as well. Um, everything that I need to come up with the goods for you, basically. That's all, and th- those are your research tools are yep. Google and <laughs> phones. And microphones. OK, great. And a woody as well. I've got my wood here with me. Everything is in this room. So, our first serial killer profile is somebody called Graham Young. Now, the reason I chose Graham Young is because you wanted these to be local. Graham Young lived in my town, Hemel Hempstead. And it's a story which still terrifies a lot of people today. So, here is our first profile on Graham Young. 
often hey, described... How, how, many, how many profiles on Graham Young are you going to be doing? OK, one. OK, sorry, this is our first profile. This is our Gra- first profile. Okay, this, is the, this is the chap that you thought had been given a poison kit for Christmas by his parents. He was given a chemical set. Chemistry, let's call it that. OK, he was given a chemistry set, which got him into chemicals, and, of course, he used those powers to, to kill three people. He was often described as a genius gone wrong. Here is our first serial killer profile on Graham Young. Elvis Presley, Good Luck Charm, the UK's number one on the 23rd of May 1962. Well, no such good luck charm when it comes to serial killer Graham Young. This was the day that he was arrested at just 14 years old and confessed to killing his stepmother with homemade poisons. He was sent to Broadmoor Prison. Well, in 1971, he was released and given the job of quartermaster at John Hadlin Laboratories in Bovingdon, where, incredibly, he was trusted to make the tea for staff in exactly the same way he killed his stepmother. Over a period of time, many members of staff became severely ill and two people died. Originally, these illnesses were put down to bad water in the area until police started digging deeper into staff profiles and Young became the chief suspect based on his previous crime. Wendy Parry was a detective constable at Hertfordshire Police and was one of the first people to work on the case. Here, talking exclusively to us, she describes the scene where she went to Young's bedroom in Hemel Hempstead to gather evidence. In his smallish bedroom, um, the walls were covered with all sorts of um, pictures of Hitler and Nazi leaders. The room had a number of bottles and files all over the place, um, and there was a diary, and the diary gave a sort of log of what he had actually administered to various people at the factory. Well, a scene of pure evil. She then interviewed all the staff who had been ill and the widows of the two people killed. Here are just some of the symptoms that people suffered with. Well, a number of them had been very sick. They'd had diarrhoea, nausea, numbness in the fingers. One or two of them had had pneumonia. Hair fell out of the men and uh, the doctor described them really as being looking like plucked chickens. Graham Young represented himself at his trial and was found guilty of all charges. On the 29th of June 1972, he received four life sentences. He died at Parkhurst Prison on the Isle of Wight in the summer of 1990. Graham Young was often described as a genius gone wrong. He could have been the UK's leading toxicologist. Instead, he used his powers to kill three people. There you go. Serial killer profile number one. Nice little bit of echo on the voice there. Did you record that in the back stairs? No, I recorded this um, in my new office. As I mentioned to you, it's got all sorts of things here. The the serial killer profile office. Um, it's got a sound effect machine as well. Everything would, I need to, to come appear, up with this stuff. It would appear that in your office you have a sound effect machine, yep. computer, a telephone, <laughs> and the Guinness Book of Hit singles. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's in there as well. But clearly, you know, a terrifying story. When you asked me to, to come up with this feature, I can't really do anything more than give you the facts as I've just given you there two and a half minutes on a man that was quite simply pure evil 
He's a silly man with a silly story. And in sport, Luton will face Chelsea in the semi-finals of the League Cup after beating Bournemouth 3-1 at the Gold Sands Stadium last night. BBC Three Counties Ah, Radio. the Gold Sands Stadium, JBS. I'm imagining... No, no good luck. You're, you're, you're going to be one-legged with all those headphones. I'm imagining the Gold Sands Stadium, one of your favourite football stadia. I don't know what that is. Oh, what it's, is it? It's a football stadium, one of, uh, the, one of the great stadia throughout this country. Well, if you don't know what that one is, what is your favourite football stadium? Then? Where, where is it? Um, it's either Bournemouth or oh, Chelsea. It's lovely down in Bournemouth, isn't it? Isn't it just? It's nice. God's, nice beach. God's waiting room. Yes, yeah, lovely beach in Bournemouth. Yeah. Is it sand? It is sand. I don't buy this pebble beach. If it's pebbles, it's not a beach. No. Bournemouth Beach is not a beach. I've been on... Uh, uh, Brighton Beach, sorry, it's not, not a beach. Not for many years, but I've yeah. been on Bournemouth Beach on a really, really, really hot summer's day. Oh, and you yeah. could be yeah. in the med. Yeah. You could be. Yeah. I don't get nudist beaches. Really? No, I don't get that. I think that is disgusting. First of all, you don't want to get sand trapped down there. And secondly, it's disgusting. Right. And I don't even like... I, don't, I find um, bikinis and most of men's swim... Just horrible, horrible bits of clothing. Right. So you, so we'd never find you, you know, in all your long glory... Sorry? ...lying. <laughs> <laughs> beg, your, beg your pardon. <laughs> said I don't go to nudist beaches, Jonathan. <laughs> Goodness sakes. You know what I mean. What I are you, do. six foot four? Yeah, something like that, yes. You yes. know, lying there in the sand, yeah. all naked. I don't like... No, not naked. Not sand. I'm not, I don't like sand. I hate beaches. I like the idea of a beach. No, I don't like beaches. And then you go to a beach, and then you get water on you, and then you've got sand on you, and then oh, you've got... Oh, suntan lotion. Oh, it's disgusting. But you know what? The swimming pools are no better. My daughter's got goggles, right? So yeah. I had a little go of the goggles when we're on holiday. We've been swimming in this thing all week. Yeah. Plasters. Oh, yeah. Bit of lolly sticks. Scabs. Hair. Smallpox. It's horrible. Oh, how disgusting. Yeah. Well, you don't go to very classy places, Kath. This was supposed to be a classy establishment. Jonathan and I go to um, luxury uh, holidays well, together. Well, Jonathan's virtually got his own holiday home, hasn't well, he? And I, heard, and I heard your gentleman who'd been to Frigliana who had um, a cloudy swimming pool. He did have a How cloudy swimming pool. How disgusting! Cloudy swimming pool! <laughs> I know, you don't, want, you don't want that, do you? You don't want to get into a cloudy swimming pool. I've, uh, <laughs> I've had a holiday in the Maldives, and when you've, had, when you've experienced a Maldives beach... Anything else oh, is just a little bit yeah. rubbish. Was it Paradise Island? Because I've heard that place literally is. Paradise. No, it's a place called Miro Fenfushi. Oh, right. What's that like? I used to go to a school with a kid called Miro Fenfushi. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. Great guy. Really? I went to Miro Fenfushi. Yeah. And uh, they had... I, one thing I did there, because yeah. you've got to get your snorkel and your goggles. Of course haven't you have, you? yes. And um, they had... On the, they had these things called water villas. Oh, yeah. You see, all the, these... On the poles. The, yeah, they're yeah. on stilts yeah. out in the water. Yeah. And when you arrived there, they would give you an appointment so you could go and have your massage. Oh. Beautiful, yeah. Yes, lovely. So when you go in... So I went in for my this massage. Sound nice, oh. It's so nice, And you go in there and Miro there's Fenfushi. one of these rooms and you've got the two massage beds. Beautiful, yeah. And where the, you've got the little thing where you stick your head through... Yes. The hole. Yeah. They've got glass panels on the floor so when you're lying there having your massage you look through and you can see the fish underneath so of course I'm doing this I thought this is fun tomorrow at about this time for the new arrivals (laughs) I'm going to get my snorkel and my goggles (laughs) and I'm going to go underneath (laughs) and I'm going to just appear naked (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to appear through the window. Yeah. yeah. So I, I did this. I went down oh, yes, there with my stor- snorkel and goggles. Yes. And I'm l- staring up. This great big businessman, clearly oh, a great big fat businessman, lying yeah. there having his massage. How can you tell they were fat from just that <laughs> in their face? Because <laughs> his cheeks were all squashed through the hole. Yes. So I'm there yeah. waving at him underneath. What were you waving? That. All right. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I realised I wasn't alone underneath. Uh-oh. It was teeming with sharks. <laughs> <laughs> it, was absolute, it was teeming with sharks. Yeah. Oh, I bet that played Mary Hell with his relaxation. <laughs> and so, so this man yeah. having his massage will have seen this yes. twerp yeah. You know, pulling funny faces at him oh, and then suddenly having a panic attack, <laughs> I inhaled water through my snorkel. <laughs> Trying to swim away to get away from the sharks. Oh, it was terrifying. Yeah, and that's why you've only got one leg, isn't it? Yeah. I'd never I'd never asked. I'd never drawn attention to it, but I feel I can now. Dear. Thank you for that. What's Oh dear. <laughs> did, did you have did you have a private butler on your uh, island? <laughs> no, we, I had, we had a private butler on ours. Did you? Yeah, and we were I, we didn't know that we'd booked a butler for our honeymoon, and we turned out we had this butler, this young lad called Bockery. Was he a butler in the buff? Hello. No, we had clothes on. Don't do the impression. Hello, I'm Butler Bockery. What would you like to do today? And we did. We felt guilty for using him, so we just went and played pool with him all the time. Because I didn't. You? Yeah, I didn't want to take advantage of him, so we just went to fancy come and play pool, but, uh, Bockery. Oh. Okay. Yes. He didn't want to. You no, he didn't it. want to. We made him. My, I had a, um, a a a villa boy. That's uh, no, no. Let me tell you. No, I don't let, know if you should. I mean, <laughs> this is all great podcast material, by the way. <laughs> let me tell you. Yes. No, what happened was yes. every night I'd go for no. my. <laughs> I want to know. Go for my evening meal. Yeah. And when I'd come back, my bed had been turned down and petals had been scattered (laughs) all over the top of my bed. We had the petals, yes. Did you have that? Yes, that was our... We didn't have a villa boy. And all the sheets had been put into a lovely... One night I had a swan. Hard to get into, though, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's very hard to get into. It's such a shame. What's... (laughs) Here's some other bits. Um... Are probably silly. Hi, Mr. Gang. And what's your shoe? Where are Christmas? What one? I didn't quite get that. I'm gonna just play that again, just to just to see who that which which uh, three counties presenter that is. Hi, I'm Mr. Greg. And what's your shoe? Mr. Greg. Where are Christmas? What one? I think that's Nestor McGregor. <laughs> okay, Mr. Greg. He doesn't really um, say his name right, considering it's his name. Well, nor does Mr. Priva. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, PPIs. My name is Mr. Priva. PPIs. <laughs> and I wish you a reggae Christmas. I wish you a reggae Christmas. I wish you a reggae Christmas. And a happy no. new year. Reggae new year. We've also got um, Luke Ashmead uh, to do one as well. Yeah. Um, my name's Luke Ashmead. I do sports. And... I wish you, the listeners, a very reggae Christmas and a very reggae New Year. Fantastic. Thank you, Lou. Nice of them. Isn't I don't it? feel like I accept a reggae Christmas or New Year without a <laughs> musical burst. Yeah, I know what you mean. Ooh, I, no, I know no. exactly what you mean. We need a bit of this, don't we, guys? Yeah. Come on, everybody at home. Up you get. Up you get. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. Oh, my legs are a bit stiff from um, my workout. Yeah, this is uh, this is as great news, of course, as, as I recorded one. I feel a bit weird playing mine, but hi, I'm Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties <laughs> Radio. 
And I wish you a reggae Christmas. I wish you a reggae Christmas. I wish you a reggae Christmas and a happy new year. Oh, you got it wrong too. Wait. Wow, Ian Lee, your voice sounds so reggae. Thank you. Thank you. You were good there. Good morning. What's going on with you? Um, I wanted to highlight something. Yes. To bring your listeners something. I was going to kill myself today. Yeah. And I spoke to Samaritans. Yeah. You spoke to the Samaritans, and what did what did they have to say? I think the reason I'm calling is because yeah. I was I want to kill myself. Lynn, can I ask you can I ask you a couple of quick questions? Yes, of course. Have you been uh, Have you had a drink today? No. Not at all. No. Okay. Have you, have you have you have you um taken any uh, have you taken anything today? Any medication I'm supposed to take. Okay, because if I can speak honestly, Lynn, as I know you you don't mind me doing, you sound a little bit um, you sound a little bit woozy. I'm a bit woozy. Yeah, can I? Why are you a bit woozy? Because um, I wanted to know the reason I'm calling. Yeah. I hope you don't mind me using you. No. As a platform. I've got a very bad throat and everything. Why I'm calling you is to say that I would have killed myself. Why did you want to kill yourself, Lynn? Not because my life is beyond anything I can cope with. But I want to say, if you could ask your listeners, Yeah. The Samaritans talked me out of it. They don't have any support financially or anything. I've obviously left the money in my will. But I would like you to talk to your listeners and say, can they support them in some way? You also know as well, don't you, that you can call the Samaritans as often as you want throughout the day. Good. Well, then good. And they don't mind, and they never judge, and you can stay on there for um, as long as you need to, and, uh, you know, you can be quiet on there and not say anything, or you can talk as much as you want, uh, and, and they will always be there. Lynn, are you sure you've not been drinking today? No, I haven't. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. You sound drunk. I'm not drunk. You sure? No, it's uh, all. OK, all right, good, because... Because um, the, you know, booze isn't going to help anything in this situation. Booze is only going to make things worse. You know that, don't you? I'm not a drunk. No, and I'm not, not... Go on. I've now got an issue, no. which I'm coping with. You, so you have, you, you have had an alcohol is- issue in the past? Yes. And uh, um, I, how are you coping with that? How, are you seeing anyone to help you? Okay. You're in a care home? For 16 days. Okay, all right. In which time the adult care services. 
Okay. Okay. So there's a lot going on. You ever been? You ever been to an AA meeting, Lynn? Okay, because they're quite good AA meetings. I can't go to them. I just go to them. Why can't you go to them? Because I'm disabled and I can barely walk. Well, the, the thing is, here's the thing, right, um, and I don't know what AA is like in Hemel or around you, but there's a helpline, and Kelly's going to find the AA um, uh, helpline now, number, and we'll give it out. And what you might be able to do, because they're really nice people, I know people who are in AA... I've been to a few AA meetings, and they're very friendly, lovely places. What Sometimes they're a bit bonkers. What you can do is you can phone up the helpline and explain your situation, and there might be, there might be someone who'd be able to give you a lift. There might I'm be. Involved. I'm involved in local place. OK, well, as long as you've got help. I'm going to give out... Uh, f- for anyone listening, by the way, I'll give out the AA helpline okay. and the Samaritans no, in a minute. I'm calling just to say, yep. please pick up. Well, you've done a great job of picking them up. Myself. One final thing, Lynn, because I'm, I'm concerned about you. Um, well, you can be concerned about me because I'm desperate. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, is Are you following the... Um, right? Are you taking the right amounts of this medication that you're on? No, I don't take it. Oh, I thought you said earlier on you are taking medication. I take it. OK. Listen, Lynn, I'm going to let you go and rest your voice. I really appreciate you calling and bigging up the Samaritans today. You're, you're right to, to um, uh, highlight them as doing a, a lot of great work, particularly they over Christmas. I'm killing myself. Because everybody thinks Christmas is so wonderful and marvellous. Yeah. Well, if you're on your own and you're ill, it's not that wonderful. No, it can be very tough, can't it? All you've got to do, Lynn, today is get through today. That's all you've got to do. The only thing you need to do is get your head on your pillow tonight uh, sober and, um, well, without killing yourself, please. All I want to say as well, I think you're fantastic. Lynn, uh, uh, do you know what? I think you're fantastic. You're a bit annoying sometimes, but everyone's a bit... The best people are a bit annoying sometimes. Oh, God, I'm terribly annoying. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you realise that, then, Lynn, then that's fine. I'm I'm, I'm more annoying than you are. No, I'm really more annoying than you are. That's it. That's your lot. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks, on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Mummy? Yeah? I don't want to do the rest. Oh. No Maltesers then? (laughs)